Sabres and Hurricanes featuring a big step up in the lineup for a Mr. Ryan Johnson. Previewing it next here on Locked On Sabres. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Sabres and Hurricanes coming your way Tuesday night at 7 o'clock from Raleigh, North Carolina. If you're at the game or watching on TV and controlling the camera, please do not look up in the rafters because there is a very fraudulent banner up there from uh, a few years ago, but we don't need to get into that. We've got a game to preview, lineups to look through, including a big, big opportunity for a Sabres prospect in Ryan Johnson. That's coming up on the show as well as well as my best bets and the keys to the game. I got three keys that I think will go a long way for the Sabres to win this hockey game. Uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports. The station account, the podcast account, is at Locked on Sabres. And also, you can check us out on our YouTube channel. Our last show, if you missed it, was covering Matthew Savoy being called up by the team. And he will. Ex- he's expected to make his debut another Friday or Saturday, Don Granado confirming on Tuesday morning with me and WGR that he will not play in the lineup in Carolina. Uh, a couple of comments from our last episode. Uh, we also recap the Flyers game and also the uh, the Toronto games. Uh, Tim texted in, absolutely right about you can't play like that at home. My brother and I spent $140, drove four and a half hours round trip, and paid $25 for parking for the Sabres to not even remotely be involved in the game. Their record at home indicates this isn't unusual. That's definitely true. The red and black games withstanding, those are usually the games they've been good, but Philly has been the kryptonite to the Sabres black and red. But you're right. If you missed that show, I made a point about essentially – That type of game is why it's making it hard to get people back in the building. I mean, yes, the team is improving and the youth is movement is awesome, but they don't perform at home since last year. They were a bad team at home. And if you want fans back, if you want to rebuild that season ticket base, like Tim there, Tim goes to a game and when's the next time he'll go. If they win eight to nothing, you know, maybe he's he's going to the season ticket office after that. But you're certainly not doing it after a game like that. So you need better performances at home, that's for sure. This game on Tuesday will not be at home. It will be on the road uh, in Carolina before they are back home for Minnesota on Friday night. We'll go through the lineups and such, but the number one thing you need to know about the lineup here on Tuesday is that Ryan Johnson is going to be playing, as they're expected to play, so this is who he was skating with, with Rasmus Dahlin. And that is that is a huge opportunity for the young defenseman who is not even really that young for a Sabres prospect. The Sabres have a bunch of 18, 19-year-olds. Zach Benson is 18. Matthew Savoy is 19. I mean, Ryan Johnson, at 22 years old, I mean, he is the same age 
In fact, actually, he's older than J.J. Paterka, who's got, what, over 100 games of NHL experience now. He's older than Jack Quinn as well. So he's drafted, you know, 2019. It's been four years, almost five now, since he's been drafted by the Sabres. So it's been a long time. But only one game so far, he got an assist, and it stood out. We all saw it, a long tape-to-tape pass from blue line to blue line to Jeff Skinner that shot him into the, into the offensive zone. Skinner ripped it for a slap shot, and Johnson gets his first point of his NHL career. He only played eight minutes of ice time. Part of that was it was his first game. It was a challenging opponent. And also the Sabres dressed seven defensemen in that game. This game, they will not be dressing seven defensemen. Looking at the Sabres lineup against Carolina, reads as follows. Begins with the top line, Tage Thompson centering Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner. Second line, Casey Middlestat centering Jordan Greenway and J.J. Paterka. Third line, Peyton Krebs centering Victor Olison and Lucas Rusek. I've got a thought on that line coming your way in a little bit. Tyson Jost centering the fourth line with Kyle Pozo and Zemgis Girgitsons. And then the blue line, as I mentioned, Johnson with Dalene. How will this look? No Matias Samuelson. I'm intrigued to see it. I don't really know how it's going to go. I'm not really leaning one way or the other because Johnson by trade is a offensive defenseman. Great passer, as you saw on Saturday to Jeff Skinner. He's a good mover as well. He's able to skate well, but he's not that big. And he does, I mean, he's young too. So he's a rookie. You're going to be expecting this a little bit in the NHL level. He still needs to clean up a little bit in his own end as a player, become a full-rounded overall defenseman. Now, I think he's pretty smooth, and I don't think he's that bad in his own end. In fact, in Minnesota, he really grew in that department. And early indications in Rochester are he's been pretty solid there as well. So what are we going to see with the Sabres? Well, I do think Darlene being his partner – is going to be a weird dynamic. I don't Samuelson when he's there with Darlene is able to be the stay at home guy so that Darlene is freed up to do whatever he wants to rover around. Whereas I, especially since Johnson's a rookie, I might imagine that because Johnson's his partner, that Darlene's going to be a little more conservative in this game. Doesn't even necessarily have to be a bad thing. Um, I don't necessarily love that, but we'll see. I mean, if a period goes by and Johnson looks like he's holding his own, then maybe Darlene has more freedom to move around or feels more comfortable to take some chances. Either way, I wonder if to start this game, Johnson will be the one taking some chances, jumping up in the play. And Darlene is kind of the, you know, the stay at home, uh, make sure somebody's back type of guy, uh, even though that's not generally his thing. Johnson and Darlene, though, let both left shots. I'd expect Darlene to be on the right side um, for this game. But I'm excited about Johnson. I have never been the biggest fan of him as a prospect, but he's grown on me. And he definitely has his fans in the prospect community. So I might be in the minority. I was even, I would say, in the minority. I wouldn't say I am anymore. Um, Now I think, yeah, I'm seeing him as a legit NHL defenseman. I was wondering for a while whether he could ever become that. Just the body type. He doesn't really have any big physical attributes that jump off the page. He has some offense to his game, but it's not like it's Darlene level, of course. Um, It's not like it's super flashy, but you see him. He's just smooth. He makes the right decisions a lot. And even though he's not the biggest guy in the world, there are smaller defensemen out there, Jacob Bryson, for instance. So I'm excited about Johnson, and I didn't really think we got a real opportunity to see him in action on Saturday. I think tonight against Carolina, we could see him play 
anywhere from 15 to 19 minutes. I doubt he'll play over 20, even though he's on the top pair. If the game is close, I could easily see Granado pulling him off that part pair, throwing power up there, uh, maybe Yoki Haru or one of the veterans in Clifton and Johnson. So we'll see. Ryan Johnson, four points, by the way, this year. It's in nine Rochester Americans games, 18 points in 40 games last year at the University of Minnesota. Six foot one, 194, 22 years of age. The uh, secondary piece, as it stands today, of the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Hey, that trade is already kind of a win-win, right? The Blues got their cup. O'Reilly won the con Smythe. Sabres got a superstar centerman in Tage Thompson. Well, if they could get a second piece to that trade so we could start saying, hey, they got Tage and they got this nice NHL defenseman on top of it, uh, could make the O'Reilly trade look even better for the Sabres, which was once upon a time a massive, massive joke. One last thing on Johnson. I never thought he'd sign. So he didn't really rate for me as an idea because, one, I wasn't the biggest fan of him as a prospect, and I also didn't think he would sign. I didn't think it made sense for him. He had played his four years in college. I mean, at that point, why not just – do I just – test the market and maybe he did maybe he thought this was the his he had an agent poke around or something and thought this was the the best opportunity for him that's possible um so for me he's really come a long way i didn't think one he'd sign and two he was that great a prospect to begin with and eight months later i'm double surprised he signed and he's making big steps towards being a real legit nhl defenseman so johnson tonight time out here when we come back what's going on with carolina why are they off to a slow start? And we'll give you the record where they're at in the standings and what the lineup looks like for Tuesday night's game in Raleigh. Stay tuned to the Locked On Sabres podcast. Later on, we'll get to our best bets of the day. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, NHL as well. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, a wide range of betting options, including spreads and player props and over-unders and plenty more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. The Carolina Hurricanes are the Sabres opponent Tuesday night. Last year, the Sabres had three meetings with their with Carolina. They fell five to three in Carolina on November fourth. They fell five to one at home on February first to Carolina. But then they got a win late in the season. Remember that was a big win. Devin Levi played at home to stay alive in the playoff race. A four to three victory on April eighth. If you remember that game, that was. A 3-2 Carolina game midway through the second period, and the Sabres rallied back. Casey Middlestad, a big goal at the end of the second period in that game. Tage Thompson, midway through the third, got the game winner. And the Sabres were outplayed in that game, but they still got the win, buckled down, and were able to get through it. Carolina is an elite hockey team. They have been an elite hockey team for multiple seasons now. Really... There was a couple years stretch there a few years ago where they they couldn't crack the playoffs because they had terrible goaltending. But every year they were an elite possession team. They were great on the blue line, and since then they figured out goalie a bit and they improved the forward group as well. Uh, and the blue line stayed as good as it really had been. Now this might be the thinnest that their blue line has been 
in recent years, but it's still pretty darn solid for now. They might have some more trades coming along the way. Uh, Brett Pesci for one, but he won't be in the lineup anyway on Tuesday because he is on injured reserve. So let's take a look at the Hurricanes for this game. Top line, Sebastian Ajo with Seth Jarvis on the right wing and Stefan Nuisen on the left wing. Uh, Jarvis is second on the team in points with 10 points in 12 games for Carolina. Second line, the team's leading scorer, Jesperi Kokdaniemi, an offer sheet player, one of the few in the last decade in the league. In fact, he might be the only one in the last decade in the league. 12 points in 12 games. He leads the way for them at 23 years old. Skating with Andrei Svechnikov, former second overall pick, Went one pick behind Rasmus Dahlin and Tavo Teravainen. That is a legit top six. It is a consistent top six. Aho is a star player. Um, Aho, by the way, eight points in nine games. He missed a couple, but he will play in this game. Third line, the bottom six is really good too. Forward wise, they are just like they don't have the best top six in the world. They're not the most top heavy team. This is arguably the deepest forward core in all of hockey. Third line. Jack Drury centering Martin Netches and Michael Bunting. Bunting, though, is a game-time decision. Uh, familiar with him during his time with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Line four, Jordan Stahl still hanging around. He is centering. Yes, Barry Faust and Jordan Martin, more of their shutdown line. Um, Stahl still playing over 16 minutes a night on a defensive role at age 35. I liked him as an idea for the Sabres in the offseason, but he decided to re-up with Carolina. The blue line, as I mentioned, it's not as good as it's been in past years, but it's still pretty darn solid. Jacob Slavin on the top pair with Brent Burns, Brady Shea, and Jalen Chatfield on the second pair, and then Dimitri Orlov, a big free agent addition, who plays about 18 minutes a night, so a little bit more than your typical third-pair defenseman. He is skating with uh, Tony D'Angelo. So, offensive defenseman. This is the difference between Carolina of past years and this blue line. In past years, their blue line was filled with shutdown guys. And now they still have Slavin, and Shea is that to an extent. But Burns, Orlov, D'Angelo, like they have got some offensive, aggressive defensemen in that blue line. In goal, this is a big part of tonight's game, uh, to give you the goalie matchup. Starting with Carolina, they signed Yaroslav Halak because Freddie Anderson is dealing with um, he's dealing with a blood clot situation. So he's going to be out for a while. Antti Ranta is going to start between the pipes. Ranta, though, is a solid goaltender. He, on many teams, would be a starting caliber goaltender. In fact, I think one of the reasons he's not a starting goalie, maybe the only reason he's not a starting goalie in the league, is he gets injured all the time. But for now, he's healthy. Looking at some of the advanced numbers uh, this year, Goal saved above expected. Where does Antti Ranta rank in the NHL? Well, actually, he's not doing too hot. 57th. He's only played five games, but 57th in the league out of 71 qualifying. That is actually below Uka Pekalukanen, who is 47th. He is going to be the starting goaltender between the pipes for the Sabres uh, in this game. Devin Levi, I would expect, will get the Friday game and then back to Lukanen on Saturday. But either way, they're going every other here. Lukanen between the pipes uh, for the Sabres. So uh, goalie matchup, again, like Ranta is more established. Ranta has been better to this point in his career for sure. But through only five games each, Lukanen's been the uh, been the better goaltender uh, this year. Three goals below expected in five goal games for Ranta. Lukanen, one goal below expected. So he's been better. 
Time out here when we come back. My best bets and also my three keys to victory for the Sabres when they play the Carolina Hurricanes. We are presented by Sleeper. One way you could bet on this game is with Sleeper. Look at some of the, the shots on goal over-unders, daily fantasy. Check out the Sleeper app. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities, and you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey. And Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper, our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash at daily fantasy hockey contests. Pick a bunch of players, maybe like Thompson over four and a half shots on goal. You like talk over an assist and a half. You like Skinner to score in the game. You can win a hundred times your bet on Sleeper. You need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You can win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention, nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code locked on NHL. You're going to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Final segment here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Sabres and Hurricanes, 7 o'clock puck drop in this one. We've got our best bets to go through and also my three keys to victory. Let's kick it off, though, with my three keys to victory in this game. Carolina is a darn good hockey team. Key number one, have an aggressive blue line. Speaking with Don Granato on Tuesday morning, he said that they had to play Toronto differently because they didn't have Matias Samuelson in there to shut down an Austin Matthews. And I like that. I like that when you don't have the right personnel, he is your number one shutdown guy. All right, try to outscore him. And I want, I expect that to be the Sabres, uh, that their, their game plan in this game to top the Hurricanes. So what that means to me is an aggressive blue line that is jumping up in the play and trying to create chances because they know it's going to take four or five goals to win this hockey game. Johnson jumping up in plays, Darlene jumping up in plays. I've liked Clifton. Clifton with the puck, moving through the neutral zone and jumping up into plays. I think he has been showing me more than I would have expected. Um, he's not quite putting the puck in the net or getting assists yet. Um, but I think that there could be some points coming Connor Clifton's way. So him being aggressive as well. Number two, win the special teams battle. The Sabres have had a great penalty kill all year, scored shorthanded on Saturday, but here they meet a top-level power play unit. The sixth-best power play unit in the league belongs to the Carolina Hurricanes. That number one unit of Ajo, Teravainen, Jarvis, D'Angelo, and Natchez has been awesome all year long and they can throw two units at you Brent Burns on that second unit Andre Svechnikov they will be fresher than other teams units because they won't keep one unit out there the whole time they'll split it whereas some teams feel like they've only got one that they could put out there so big opportunity for the Sabres can they win the special teams battle I think they'll win the game and then number three insulate the third line the third line in this game, at least on paper, I'm not sure they will be by ice time, is Peyton Krebs, Victor Olofsson, and Lucas Rusek. I like Krebs, but he's not had the greatest start to the year. I like Rusek, but he's an AHL guy that is still getting his feet wet in the NHL. And I like Olofsson as a shooter, but as a five-on-five player, scares me. That line altogether terrifies the daylights out of me, especially when they're playing a team like Carolina where there really is no hiding that line. I don't know who you put them out there against, and they won't really have that opportunity because Carolina will get last change in this game. So 
if I'm Carolina, I'm trying to mismatch that line as best I can because I think the Krebs line is going to be at risk of being taken advantage of. Um, so I would limit the minutes of that line. I would give them offensive zone start times. Maybe you move Krebs around the lineup if you're up in the game and put him in more of a defensive specialist role uh, at some point. Or honestly, you could keep him with Rusek for that defensive type of line and just move Olsen off that line uh, at some point later in the game. So insulate the third line as best you can because I do think they're at risk of getting run over in this one. My best bets of the game. Uh, Before we do that, in fact, I've got my three-leg parlay. New segment I want to do here as part of best bets. My three-leg parlay of the game. Uh, Looking at the odds, the Sabres, amazingly, despite the fact that the 0-10-1 San Jose Sharks are in action on Tuesday night. The Sabres are the biggest underdog in the league on Tuesday. Plus 188 to win the game outright on the money line. The Hurricanes are minus 230 to win this game. And the over-unders at 6.5, minus 140 on the over, plus 114 on the under for you non-betters. Minus means you have to put up more money to win a smaller amount. So minus 140 would mean you put up 140 to win 100, plus 114 the opposite. You would put up 100 to win 114, just hypothetically speaking. My best bets of the game. Three-leg parlay. Let's start with with uh, leg number one. I'm going to go with J.J. Paterka, anytime goal scorer, at plus 460. The odds have not reflected Paterka being a better goal scorer this year, finishing abilities, getting power play minutes. He's got five goals on the year already, and his odds really haven't changed that much. So I'm going back to Paterka. Sabres plus one and a half on the puck line. The puck line plus one and a half to lose by one or win the hockey game. I think they'll keep it close with this Hurricanes team. The Hurricanes have not been that great either this year. They are 7-5, and five, only one game better than the Sabres, only two points higher. Uh, their goal differential is even, 42-42. to 42. The Sabres are even in the positive, plus one. So I've not been super impressed by the Hurricanes so far. I do believe that they're going to race ahead at some point here. Um, but they've not been so good that I'm going to pick them to blow the Sabres out. So plus one and a half for the Sabres. And then the over six and a half goals. Uh, I think the Sabres are going to play aggressive, try to outscore the Hurricanes in this game. They're going to give up some chances because of that. And I think you're going to get over six and a half goals. So minus 140 for that. All together, Paterka to score, the Sabres to lose by one or win, and over six and a half goals scored total, plus 983. 10 bucks to win 98, 100 to win 980, and so on and so forth. And those are my uh, sneaky good parlay of the game. All right, that's going to do it for me today on this preview edition of the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Sabres and Hurricanes coming your way uh, at 7 o'clock MSG game uh, on Tuesday. So enjoy it, and we'll talk hopefully about a Sabres win on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Sabres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.